looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Ross is ready to do the show. Not yet, Ross. We're going to do something different. Here's some good music, though. Okay. One, two, three. Remember this one? As I travel down the back roads, I just sing I love so much. Every carpenter and cowboy. Every late man on a garage. They're all talking about a feeling, about a taste that's in the air. They're all talking about this mighty wind that's blowing everywhere. Oh, a mighty wind's a blowing. It's kicking up the sand. It's blowing out a message to everyone, child and man. Yes, a mighty wind's a blowing across the land and across the sea. It's blowing peace and freedom. It's blowing equality. How do you feel about that, Ross? I love that entire series of movies that that group of people put together. We're going to talk about an even better movie uh, a little bit later in the podcast. We talk we, about movies. Here? I'm good. We, we, but talk. we so we talked about um, so so that's a mighty wind. Yeah. By the way, Christopher Guest, who yeah. also did For Your Consideration. Yes. Which is oh, wow. Uh, that's the last one people think about. Mark. Which uh, what, is it? Uh, I'm trying home, to think. Home I, for Purim. Home, I, I know all of these by heart, man. Waiting for Guffman. Ross, there's some rumors that there's some Oscar consideration going around about you. <laughs> right. The whole movie's about everybody that shouldn't get an Oscar is apparently up for Oscar nominations. There's but anyway, r- it might even Rumors of Oscar considerations we, for everybody and everything. We were talking about this movie earlier today, and this is how the show works. We talk about yeah. things, and then we just we just bring them I had on no the show. Idea. I had no idea where you were going with that. I, and I didn't recognize the song at first either. But that's a it's a movie all about folk music. Yeah. Which might sound terrible to a lot of people listening, but it's it's quite enjoyable. So we played one time. There, there's a this is how deep of a dive I'm, I can do on these movies. So for people that have no idea what we're what we're about to get into, I guess it's probably best known for what best in show uh, of that series of movies. Wait, yeah. The dog the dog that's, competition. I think that's movie. fair. Spinal Tap is the one that everybody knows, but it's so by title, but a lot so of people far seen removed, it. right? From what uh, I mean, twenty years, thirty years difference from yeah. The, but it, but it's very similar. Some of the very some of the same characters, exact same writers. Yeah. Christopher Guest is a really funny guy, man. One of the original writers, I think, for SNL or, or an early writer or SCTV Might have been. or one of those uh, Second City. I don't know. Anyway, Jane Lynch is on all of those movies. Yeah. Maybe my not f- this is Spinal Tap, but all the current ones. My favorite one is Waiting for Guffman. Okay. Best in Show is really good. We're missing one in here somewhere. I know it. Uh, uh, for your consideration, Mighty Wind. With all the same people? Yep. The Mighty Wind, I played this for you, for you one time. You may not remember. There's actually a song that didn't make the cut on it. Uh 
and it's called the Good Book Song. I think I did play that. Yes, and it's uh, you, t- yeah. you told me about it. And I think I played it. Yeah, it's the yeah the Neftet, which is a nine a nine person folk group. So he did. Um, I'm looking here. He did. Uh, Best in Show was 2000. A Mighty Wind was 2003. Mrs. Henderson Presents 2005. I'm thinking of that one. 2006 was for your consideration. Uh, Just those three. The Invention of Lying, which was different. Um, have you ever seen that? Mascots in 2016. Have you ever seen the? Inv- I didn't know he was involved with the Invention. The Invention of Lying. I did. I do think I. I think it's a Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was uh, Christopher Guest. Yeah, I'm looking at his movies. A few good men in 1992. He was in it. He was Doctor Stone. He was one of the doctors that was called to the stand. <laughs> Never would have guessed that the Christopher Guest was in A Few Good Men. Yeah, Waiting for Guffman was 1996. By the way, and in between Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show was Almost Heroes and Small Soldiers. No, nope. okay. don't I don't know those either. No, no. Waiting for Guffman's fantastic. He was in a movie called Sticky Fingers. If that if that helps you. Funny dude, but those are my that 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 is uh, that's probably my favorite group of movies. Like buy a writer, buy a group of people. Yeah. You know how you get those things. They're that's just they're kind of feel good movies. They are. They're just absolutely goofy. Got an innocence to them. I mean, the Waiting for Guffman starts with uh, the the premise of Waiting for Guffman is that this town of Blaine, Missouri, is celebrating their sesquicentennial, their hundred fiftieth year of being a town. They're having a town parade and you know party like a town would yeah and but the but the movie starts with you eavesdropping on the city council planning the sesquicentennial parade and about the sixth or seventh line of the movie you know they're like okay we can put the we should probably have kids selling pies over here and maybe we could put the kaibos here and you hear a guy say and i think we should put a few snipers one up here on the roof and one up here on uh, on top of the library and the lady says, do you think snipers are really necessary? And the, uh, the mayor says, are you kidding? Do we think they're necessary? Do you not remember the eggings that happened last year? <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's so over the top and goofy and silly. And uh, I think I've seen that of all of them. I think I've seen that once and it would have been uh, a long time ago. So that one definitely I need a refresher on. Uh, but best in show I've seen a bunch of times. That's got some great lines. Yeah. Eugene Levy in there with two left feet. Yeah, you know, literally, yeah. literally two Fred left feet. Fred Willard plays fantastic characters in all Rest of these. Rest in peace, Fred. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we lost yeah, him. But in that one, he plays the uh, he plays the TV commentator, right? Yeah, and he's just, <laughs> that's full of fun stuff. Too. He's he's the TV commentator at the dog show. It's supposed to be like the uh, uh, yeah, I just the, I, the elite dog show that that we have. What's the real one called? Westminster Kennel yeah, Club, right? But he doesn't know anything about dogs. I just came up with what the last one is, and I don't believe it's not on there. Mascots. Yeah, I said 2016. Did you say, 2016. Did you say, yeah, have you seen that one? I've not. I it's, sh- it's, I, a, it's a Netflix film. Yeah, I've seen that many times. Eli loves it. It's fantastic. It's a lot like Best in Show, but it is a parody of a mascot competition. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. I'll definitely be checking that one out. So, it's got, uh, so of course, Jane Lynch. Parker Posey, Fred Willard, Ed Begley Jr. All the all the all the norms are in this one. There's a guy that I miss, and also that is in. Um, Bob he's Balaban. also in the, in the Pitch Perfect movies. He's he's the commentator guy on the Pitch Perfect. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's That's the, uh, I don't know his name. What is his name? 
There was Michael something. People screaming at it right now. I'm so bad at the actor actresses thing. What is it? I'm not normally, but I'm drawing a blank on that one. Yeah. Um, Fred Willard, while you're looking that up, Fred Willard's character in Best in Show is uh, my friend Scott Casper. Okay. If you've, if you've ever been to uh, a Barnstormers game or if you went to Vets Auditorium when you were a kid, if you went to... Wells, John Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins, thank you. Yeah. The, if you ever went to Wells Fargo Arena in the last 10 years, you know the voice of Scott Casper. He's was like the PA voice of our youth here in Des Moines. Scott is Fred Willard in that show. He doesn't... He, 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 he finds himself broadcasting things that he doesn't care about. He yeah. doesn't give a crap about it. He yeah. just gets the job because he's got this amazing voice and he's got this amazing personality. The joke about those voices is always, do they use it um, everywhere? Yeah. Is it a stage voice or is it your Brockmire voice that follows you everywhere? So it's like, Donna, tonight we're going to make love. Yeah. You know, is, is Casper and it goes with him everywhere he goes? Yeah, Ka- Casper's is that character all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my friends see Mark. I don't think I do that, but my friends all say I do. Like all my friends say that when the, uh, and I'm sure, I mean the dudes, I would think you were you were no. you were over the top yesterday on your program, but you were trying to be when you were doing um, the political ad voice. Oh, dude, that was yeah. fun. Do it. Do one for me. Make me sound terrible, which won't be hard. Okay, so you want so the 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 premise of the joke yesterday was it would be more fun if they ran ads that said how awesome the uh, the other person is. Yeah. Or just both. Like, maybe it should be an ad that said, um, you know, Joni Ernst and Teresa Greenfield, both fantastic neighbors. Both graduated from high school. Yeah. These, both te- their teachers rave about their communication skills. <laughs> Teresa Greenfield, she'd do a great job. <laughs> Joni Ernst, so would she. I can't. That'd be and the, but the other thing that I think is funny about those is the idea of at the end of the really horrible ads, it's always sponsored by somebody not affiliated with the other candidate. Yeah, right. That it's it, it sponsored by be, someone that has no, no idea who the other candidate even is and right. doesn't we're, care who actually wins this election. Imp- completely impartial voters. We just wanted you to know that Mark Charter is awful. Tell but, me, so do one for something that you that I actually do in my real life that will make me sound bad. You know me well enough to know. It shouldn't be too hard for you. Okay. Uh, Mark Charter wants you to believe that he cares about his customers. The truth is, Mark gambles on Russian ping pong. Mark takes his hard-earned dollars, the money that he's saving you, and puts it on names you can't even pronounce or spell. Vladimir Krashoff. Some of these names barely have vowels. And Mark Charter finds these men on the internet and gambles away his dollars. Mark Charter, irresponsible with his money. Paid for by citizens that vote for children. <laughs> irresponsible with his money. Irresponsible for Iowa. Exactly, yeah, right. Irresponsible, right. The Iowa part. irresponsible for you. That is, that is 100% true, by the way. I have, Dangerous to your family. I have gambled on Russian table tennis. I, I do not deny it. At all. You said do something that was real in your life. Mine would be more like, Ross Peterson, you invite him to your house on a Saturday for a football game. 
and he brings his lovely children, and then he ignores them the rest of the time. Why you, I, you ask Ross, where's Audrey? And Ross says, I have no idea. Ross Peterson, irresponsible parent, irresponsible for Iowa. Dan- like, dangerous like for our community. Dangerous. He other, can't even watch his own kids. So the other trick that you get is not... It, this is the new one. This is the new thing that I've, I've caught on to in the last several election cycles. Because that is the old trick. The, the dangerous voice. Yeah. In the scary times. Yeah. Check and your it, candy this Halloween for razor blades. Because Teresa Greenfield and Joni Ernst want your children dead. <laughs> um, the, so the other um, one that's the new trick now. Do you know is, the guy, by the way, that does a lot of these? Do you know him? Because it's a no, radio guy. No, I don't know. I mean, if I do, I don't know who that is. Okay. The, I, I don't think that's a local guy, to be honest with you, because I know most of the local voices here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a free tip to you guys to make your radio station better, okay? Andrew Downs, not good at doing what you're doing right now. You should be doing them. Because he tries to, like, s- sponsored by, like, he tries to do that. You can tell it's him doing it. But he's trying to do a different voice of his yeah, own. Yeah, but he puts like the si- effects like, on it. So like Sipker's, mean, uh, seg, you know, like uh, brought to you, but not sponsored yeah. by, you know, stuff like well, that. That stuff's intentionally that, that should way. be you, man. I, I, I appreciate that. You'd be I, better. I'm, I, it's, I mean, I used to do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that stuff that Andrew's doing there is like intentionally done that way, though. You know, and he. I just uh, don't know if he can do it like you're doing trying, it. Well, he, but he knows he can't. He doesn't try to do it like I can do it, and so he does the effect yeah. thing on it, and it, and he makes it that way intentionally. Uh, and I think it sound. I I mean, I, for the it's serving the purpose because it's supposed to be ad sounding like it's not ad sounding like ad, yeah. right? So yeah. it, that's all part of the 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 shtick there. Um. Yeah, I I I like doing that stuff. That is fun to Yeah. And do the voices and I loved man when I there was a period of time, Mark. I've had a couple of jobs. Uh when I worked at Wells Fargo, I really liked that job for a period of time. Like I I really liked we were helping people. You were finding people that couldn't pay their bills and you were calling them and figuring out what happened and figuring out what you could do on your end to help those folks. And sometimes it was just like, hey, pay your bills. And sometimes it was, let's help you out and not have you pay your bills for a couple months and, and do you know, whatever. And it was awesome. And I would go home and literally walk in the door and tell my wife, like, man, I love what I'm doing. We're helping people. This is so cool. Uh, making radio commercials was something that for many, many years, man, it tickled so many of these little things in me. I got to be creative every day. I didn't know what I was doing. I would walk into my fun little office, which was a studio. I got to do anything and everything I wanted to do. I could get involved from the absolute get-go of, hey, we're thinking about pitching stuff to Charterhouse Real Estate. What mm-hmm. should we do? Well, let's Google them and find out what they do, and then we'll we'll sell them. Or I've got this crazy idea for a real estate company that should have ads where the person walks in. It's, it, we're coming up on Halloween. We should sell houses to Dracula. Yeah. And maybe, you know, something like that. And then you could make a commercial that says, Charter. Pinchy's yelling in the background. Yeah, that's though, right. As always. You know, Charter House Real Estate. You know, we'll sell houses to anybody. Yeah. Right. Or whatever. I, we did impressions last week, and I was thinking about this this week. Like, uh, I actually like the song, A Whole New World from Aladdin, but there's different versions of, uh, of that song. And when you think about the actual movie version, the Disney version, it's sung differently than if you just sang it in like the the choir, right? 
but it's the same thing with the with with your radio voice, right? I can say I need this red heavy, you know. I need this red extremely light and playful. But the uh, the Aladdin thing, um, and it, like the the impression, like if you, we don't have the, the 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 real one queued up, but if it was an impression scene, it was almost spot on. At least I felt so. But just the, I, I could sing very monotone and be like, I can show you the world. That's the song, right? But then if I said like, and this is a skill that you have too, of like, Ross, we need to really lighten that up, dude. We, we People on the other end of this need to know that you're happy singing the song. And then it becomes more like, I can show you the world. Yeah, right. You know, and that's Way like you put like a little Disney yeah. on it. And that's just a skill to be able to do it, the right? Show, the show tune. Yeah, yeah, like you're literally changing the inflection of your voice and not just singing in your regular voice. That's not what we want. You got to go at a different different, different place. Dude. I'm trying to think too because I've heard you do a lot of commercials. Like I'm trying to think of like the, like your happiest commercial. Like I think like Golf Cars of Iowa is one that you do, but it, like I don't know if that's particular, particularly happy yeah, I mean, or Mark, not. I've done, I mean. I, Have you ever done one where you felt stupid doing it? Oh my gosh. Really? hundreds of yeah. commercials i felt i mean there's monster truck this i've done strip club stuff the one that chris did you really plays. oh absolutely dude you've never heard bridget the midget <laughs> no seriously you did like a real commercial for like lumberyard and stuff? i did commercials for the lumberyard for years all right here Mark. we go give me a lumberyard dude, commercial. i have a great story about my about Getting my, I had my wife do a lumberyard commercial. Oh wow, man! You know Aaron. She's oh, pretty, I remember. I remember. It went like this. Uh. Stop it! It did not. No, <laughs> no. But I did. I needed. It was a situation where it was uh, like a Friday night, and I needed a female voice. Everybody yeah. was gone from the office. I'm and sure that, she was thrilled. These were those are situations. I mean, and again, it's it's different now because iHeart has set up a, th- a situation where. I can now send stuff out to what's called a voice share and say, I need a female voice that's around 50 years old to record this yeah. line, and I get a female voice within an hour or two. That's cool. Now, th- then, if she mispronounces Bondurant or Ankeny or Oral Labor Road or something like that, then we got it. Bondurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got it. And Kenny. Yeah. Uh, Oral Labor. Yep. So we send it back to them, you know, and then it becomes a problem. Whereas if you're in the room with a person, you can say, no, no, no. It's Oral, oral Labor. Yeah, or... Better yet, the person doesn't know or, or knows that it's Adel, not Haddle. Yeah, yeah, Nevada. The, the, all things like that. Nevada, Nevada. Yep. So anyway, the uh, I used to have to grab women and say, that sounds Jesus, really how horrible. All right, let's. We're gonna restart the episode so, here. Um, if, if there wasn't a lady in the office, Ross call, Peterson grabs. admitted on a podcast <laughs> that he likes to grab women. Who grabs women? Yeah. Ross Peterson. Admitted. If you want your women protected, don't vote for Ross Peterson. Uh, Aaron came and did the line, and the line was even something as innocuous as like you know Tuesday's amateur night or something like that. Yeah. So uh, that weekend we had a big event for the radio station, the tractor ride for WHO Radio, and we got down there, and I'm hanging out with some of the other ladies from work, and we had a, a friend of mine's daughter was had just started at the radio station, and she'd never met Aaron, and so I saw Aaron's going to be here in like a half hour. I said, do me a favor when Aaron gets here. Let's mess with her, okay? So Aaron got there, and I'm like, hey, Aaron, this is, uh, this is Betsy. This is Mark's daughter. And she's like, oh, it's really nice to meet you. How are you, Betsy? And, and that's all Aaron said. And Betsy said, your voice sounds familiar. Are, are you the amateur night girl from, from <laughs> oh, man. Big Girls or whatever? Big Girls or the Lumberyard? I don't remember what. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun So, give, so give, give me um, a sample ad for uh, Beach Girls or Lumberyard, whichever one you did. 
Well, okay, they'd be two different things, right? So the beach, beach girls, it would be like you'd come in with like, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the the Caribbean music, yeah. right? So imagine like uh, a beach ball flying through the air, right? Yep. And it's like yeah. beach girls, all the fun, all the ladies, all the parts. Uh, you know, you, you know. <laughs> uh, and if you didn't catch my drift, I meant boobies. <laughs> Get the beach girls where you can party in the sand or party in the dark. <laughs> That's that, that, that one. Then that, so if you're going oh. to the lumberyard, the, and we all know this. The where real, men go to get wood. Oh, no, where right? real men oh, go to get wood. Oh, okay. Come on. Get the branding right here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where real men go to get wood. That was it. That was did a, you ever have to promo like uh, because real like uh, uh, like L.A. porn stars, you know, will come to Des Moines Absol- and do a show for the weekend. Thunder Down Under. Yeah, I did, did you commercial. do? Did you ever have to do a Stormy Daniels? Never Stormy. I don't. Maybe. May, maybe you did. It's very possible that I did. This weekend it. only, a storm is gathering over Des Moines. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Right. Right. <coughs> Making myself cough. Continue on. So that would be yeah. <coughs> I, I, now that you're saying that, Mark, gosh, I need to go back and look. I didn't save everything I ever did. I mean, I little, I've got, I would have thousands of things in there somewhere. I didn't save everything I ever did. I have a, I have a folder of things that I was really proud of. I have a folder of things that are like oops and goops. I'm so proud of. Yeah. Not even that. Oh, I made myself cry. Not, I deleted anything oh. I wasn't proud of. I have a folder of stuff that are like mistakes. Cause when you're recording in a studio, Think goofy things happen, you know. People people say stupid things. You get people to say dumb things. COVID's and, no joke, Ross. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. You need the Heimlich? I'm good. I'm good over here. Burns, you know the Heimlich? Um, you're, you're good. I gave the Heimlich once. Um, to a person. Anyway, I'm going to keep talking about other stuff so that we don't have to talk about that bottle of Malort that's sitting there. Uh, oh, by the way, that reminds me. There's a bottle of Malort sitting on my desk. You know what we should do? No. No, we shouldn't. You know what we should do? No, we shouldn't. I'll tell you what we should do. Oh, yes. It's time. We're going to combine two of our favorite activities, which is playing a game and birthdays. In a new game that we call Think It or Drink It. Listen, I, I, uh, it is Thursday. I I don't have a co-host for my afternoon sports show today. So some of this stuff might have to be punted. So I can't hear you. What? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. The rules of the game are going to be simple, Ross. I can't talk over this yet. I want to do God, I love this song. Special for you. It's your birthday. All right, we have a brand new bottle of so Jepson's Malort. From the Ross and Mark Jump the Shark, brought to you by Jepson's Malort, the worst liquor to ever come out of Chicago. Happy birthday. Brand new bottle. It's fresh. We just cracked the top on this. It says this is how they sell it. This is like the. You know, go ahead, Ross. We might have some new listeners here that aren't aware of the lore of Jepson's Malort. Oh, Let's go ahead and, and, and let them know what oh. Jepson's Malort is all about. 
All right, so this is what I we'll get into what Jepson's Motors is all about. But you know, most bottles they have like their their little story on the back because you know it's not about the liquor; it's about the story. It's about the story. Yeah, Grandpa John. You're 18, drinking the story. 1843 was fighting off the Black Plague when he found a oak tree that he distilled a bottle in, and he licked that oak tree. And today and we like the taste. Today we sample Uncle John's tongue. Uh, this is how they sell it. Jepson's Malort has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical. Its bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. So, it's unusual is how the, the people that want you to drink it, the best word they can come up with is unusual. That's code for bad. And it also says in the next line, have another drink in your hand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. <laughs> people that love this drink have something else to drink it right When was the last it's time you had awful. a little bit of Jepson? Uh, uh, a bachelor party in Chicago, I don't know, 10 years ago. All right, so you have you have things to do today. We're not going to be mean to you. Here's the way the game oh, work, works. Oh. I'm going to give you... Um, I, I'm actually hoping that you win. I'm not even trying to make you drink, and I'm going to give you plenty of chances, okay, to not drink. So if you can't get this right, then it's on you, buddy, because I really tried to help you out, okay? No. Well, here's so, the deal. so if you don't, lose, if you lose a cap full, you don't have to do a shot. I don't want to do that. A cap full more. Here's what I say. Here's, what, here's the deal. Don't, don't soften the game for me. But let's delay the punishment. So I'm going to be in Vegas with you next week. Uh, I don't think they stock that. Uh, they don't. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, though. Next th- Thursday, when we record, that would be a time that I could either do it or we could do it tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night. Okay, well, you, you might not even have to drink it. That's fine. All right, here we go. I don't want the game to be rigged for me. There's two celebrity birthdays today. Oh, God. And I'm going to give you um, a broad category, but it will be good enough. And then I'm going to give you a certain amount of um, chances to get the right name. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'll do the and we and we do capfuls of this because I mean. Okay. Here we go. Your first one is part of the Jackson Five, and you get three guesses. Jermaine Jackson. Incorrect. Can I ask any qualifying questions? You may not. <laughs> he is 67 years old, though. Okay, okay. So that means that's... Okay, so it's obviously not Michael, then. Who did I say, Jermaine? You said Jermaine. What are the other one's names? Tito. That is correct. Ah, baby! That is correct. That's, nice. I, would, I wouldn't have known who are the other... Nice. Who are the other two? Uh, Michael? Uh, uh, I was going to say Randy, but he's on... Uh, Ricky? There's uh, Michael... Jermaine, yeah. yep. Tito. Tito, yep, uh, and two more, and two more after that. <laughs> I should, I should know more than three. I do. Randy Jackson is not one of them. He's, no, he's on American. I now. did. I, there was when that first when he first came out. I thought that for a moment. All right, like, oh. uh, the rest are Jackie, Jackie Jackson. Yep. Uh, and Marlon. Ah, uh, Marlon. All right, you ready for number two? Yes. I right, wait. I thought you had to do a shot of Malort. I won. No, I don't play this game. What the hell? This is just you, man. I invented the game, so it's the way it goes. All right, ready? Tougher one. Stupid game. Tougher one. Okay. I'm gonna give you five guesses. I barely got that one. Five guesses. 
for this one. Okay. okay? All right. But it's a bit of a, a wider genre. Okay. Okay. Celebrity chef male. Five guesses. Gordon Ramsay. Incorrect. Guy Fieri. Incorrect. Bobby Flay. So far, I'm proud of you for knowing so many male celebrity chefs. I think I've got. I think I. I think I've got two more, but I don't know. That's also incorrect. It's not Bobby Flay. Um. Uh, uh, my cousin's obsessed with the dude with the little glasses. Brown. Alton Brown. Is that his name? That is his name. And that's not it. And it is not his name. Damn it. Oh, no. I got it. You're down to the last chance. Also, do a little cat full. Doing a little cat full. male chef. Now, I will give you a, I'll give you a hint. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I don't know if this hint will help you, but it is a legit hint. Okay. Okay. This chef has a presence in Las Vegas and has a specific place. It's called oh it's called Blank Stadium where you can go and eat food and watch games. Really cool place. Uh, okay? That's who we're talking about here. How old did you say? Did you say how old? He's 62 years old. Hey, uh, hey, Bernsey, when we go to Las Vegas, who's a famous chef's restaurant that you'd like to go to, maybe catch a game at all at the same time? Is there a place that comes to mind? Damn it. A small cap full of Malort on the line here with this name. Dude, I'm I'm now uh, I could give you one I could give you one more hint if you want me to be nice to you. Crap, I do like if you said like you'll go to lunch with me today, I'll give you one more hint. Okay, I'll go to lunch with you today. <clears throat> Alright, here's that? your here's your final hint. Who'd you say? I know I said a, a famous chef, a guy about your, 69 years old. Here's your old, final here's your final hint in, the, in, in Vegas. Here's your final hint. Who, who is it? A foreigner. It's a foreigner. It's not a foreigner. I so said Gordon Ramsay. You did. Who's not? Who oh, is a foreigner? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. No, he's not a foreigner. Oh, no. No, oh, I was hold thinking. Hold on. I better, I better Google. Find out if he's actually born in America. Hold on. All right. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to give you bad, bad so info I was thinking here. of the, of the, I mean, it's kind of a. Uh, what I meant by I'm, what I meant to clarify this, by the way, what I meant uh, was the name. The name is foreign sounding. Uh, okay, so I I, I got to correct this. He was actually he is American. He was born in America, but the name is definitely foreign sounding. The name is That's foreign the sounding. Guy, I can't think of that guy. No help from the uh, from the cheap seats back there. That I've. Bitsy's giving you a hit back there. Emerald Legacy? Oh, he got it right. With maybe some help from the peanut gallery, but we'll take it. A lot of help from the peanut gallery. Emerald Legacy, by the way, was born in Fall River, Massachusetts, which I didn't know, but definitely a a name that could be Italian. He's, you know, I mean, yeah, I would have never come up. Thank you very much for all the help, guys. You could have also gone with Mario Batali. That sounds obviously very foreign as well, although he's, he's American, I believe. Mario Batali, who I'm thinking of. Wolfgang Puck? Is that who you're thinking of? Wolfgang another Puck's very another famous, famous chef. That. That's the one my wife always wants He's to go to. He's got a Vegas presence, yeah, for I think sure. That's where we went when I went with my wife. I think it was a Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. Uh, well, good job. You don't have to drink anything. Yeah, I got a lot of help there. Do you feel good about that? Do you feel like you got too much help? Uh, I got too much help. I cheated. Basically. All right, we were going to do a movie review. 
because both of us saw like a really, really good movie this week. Fantastic. I mean, I mean, did, like stop listening to this podcast and go watch. If you have Netflix, it's on Netflix. And that's an exaggeration. This movie goes by the name Hubie Halloween. Adam Sandler's latest joint <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> and like the like we were talking about with the... Uh, I, I, I did watch it. Like we were talking about with the um, uh, Christopher Guest movies, a lot of the same people, like that, a lot of the same... Yeah. I mean, it's Dan Patrick's in it. Uh, and that's a bad example because he's not in <laughs> yeah. all of those movies. But a lot... He does Rob seem Schneider, to be in all of them now. Though, Rob Schneider has, a, has an appearance in it. I want to see where Hubie Halloween is trending, by the way, because they do this. You, we did something different though. You are they are they rank them uh, top ten? So Hubie Halloween is definitely in the top ten. Yeah, it was like the number two movie the other night when I watched. Well, it this is interesting. Office. They used to rank them on Netflix. It would say top ten, and then it would say number ten, number nine, etc. When you go to it right now, it just says top. Top ten, I think. Mm. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa! I had to scroll. It's number two. Whoa, whoa. Yep. Number two. Number one is the haunting. Yeah. Or haunt haunting something. I don't even know. All right, so Hubie Halloween. Yeah. What, if, what 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 was your take on this movie? Um. This it's not. I mean, it's an Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Okay, it it is not fantastic by any stretch. It's a, if you like goofy Adam Sandler, you're going to like this movie. Uh-oh. Somebody just came in to buy or sell a home, and Adam Benz is going to scoop up that Look at lady. John just sitting there not moving, Bernsey, dude. did you even notice money just walk in the door here? Lead just walked, Some lady just came in wants to buy or sell a home, and Benz, you just walked over and scooped it up. I heard oh. she I heard she wants to sell $100,000 in Ankeny, which will take two hours, and wants to buy a million. That's what I heard. So, so I'm, I mean, just eavesdropping from here. Yeah. I could figure that out. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Hubie Halloween. It is good. So, I don't want to. I, I got. I want to be careful. And I'm. I'm. You can tell I'm trying to be because it's not a good movie. It's not like you're going to watch this movie and go, "Oh, I really like the character." I need to rewatch it. Yeah. It was meaningful to me. That being None said. That. that being said, the. Uh, the it's it's it is what is. It, it's funny. It has a few moments that are kind of comical. Um, I watched it with my 10-year-old and laughed, and enjoyed, it kept my interest. I watched it all the way through. He liked it a lot. He watched it a second time after we watched it to give you an idea. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he, I mean you know, when I was 10, I loved Adam Sandler, too. Yep. Um, and so, but, but it is that, like, it's one of those movies kind of like Little Nicky where his the character is so off-putting at first, it's hard to get through the first couple does, minutes. Uh, the, the weird voice thing that he does. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head, Mark. <laughs> it's kind of, well, and we all know Adam Sandler, that goofy thing that he does anyway. Yeah. It's kind of a callback on several of the characters, though. Yeah. There's a little bit of Canteen Boy in this. There's a little bit of, uh, at one point, I thought you, he was going to do the bit about the Halloween costumes, which my yeah. brother and I thought was hilarious when we were kids, which was the, uh, hey, kids, you don't have to have anything yep. for, for Halloween. You're going to take a bottle of Malort, and you hold it on your head, and you go, <laughs> I'm, I'm Malort bottle, I'm man. Lord, man. Yeah. Give, me, give me some candy. I um, There's also, if you're a Happy Gilmore fan, there's a relationship rekindled from that movie. Yeah, th- so, yeah a lot of the characters are callbacks on other things. Mm-hmm. and um, So, yeah, it's... 
there's a lot to it that is redeemable, I guess, and kind of fun. It's not a great movie. It's you're, Again, like you hit it on the head. You're not going to finish this and go, oh, man, Academy Award winner, let's flip it back. It's, it, it, you will have no consideration for, uh, for awards. On can this. people, uh, what age can they watch this movie with, with their children? Eli's 10. I think that's probably a good age. I don't know that any younger than that because it, it is. It has some scary moments in it. Yeah. Um, you saw it, right? You, you, yep. You, okay. So there are two or three moments of suspense. Yep. Yeah. And that scary thing that happens in movies, the bang, right? Mm-hmm. The the uh oh. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. That all of us, no matter how old you are, that jump factor happens where something completely unexpected kind of fires at you. Mm-hmm. Those happen, so if you want to watch the movie first and then you know go through it twice, that you can fast forward through those. If you want to protect your kids, you can do that. But I would say Eli liked it; it didn't didn't scare him that much, and he's so I'd say ten is probably about right. Um, another question about a movie. For what you. do you think? Is that am I? Because you have to. I mean, Seton's nine. Uh, I would probably show him. Okay, the movie. Um, it's just man, at certain ages, you're just like. Is this going to create a nightmare situation where they're trying to crawl into my bed, which he never does, yeah. ever? Um, I've never had that either. Partially because we try to avoid the things that will create those right. moments for him. I remember um, a movie that you can find. It's out there somewhere called Trapped um, that was likely on USA growing up, USA Network. Okay. Um, the home of silk stockings. That's the first thing that goes. Oh to my man, head that is show is sexy, silk dude. Silk stockings. Oh man, yeah, daddy liked that back when I was thirteen. <laughs> All right, so but anyway, trapped. Long story short, it's a movie about um, people in a in kind of an office building, high rise office building. It's nighttime. The janitors, you know, cleaning up, and and people are working, but the building's mostly empty. And then for whatever reason, this guy that's just a psycho goes around and starts killing people. And he's just, he never says anything. He like clubs someone to death with a baseball bat. Jeez. Like, so it's one of those types of movies. And for some reason I watched it. Oh my God, that was nightmare fuel for a long time yeah. for me. So we try to avoid those things, right? Like keep the kids innocent as much as they can. And yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Moneyball hit Netflix. I think yesterday or recently because I've never seen it on there before. Have you seen that one? The baseball movie Moneyball? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Liked it? Oh, yeah. Love it. it it's a really good movie. I mean, it's not... Uh, it's it, That's a total 180 from, from it is. Hubie's Halloween. It is. But, uh, yeah, the, I like that movie. It's it, it like all based on true story movies. It's yeah. got a few... Michael Lewis wrote that book and also wrote The Big right. Short. The big Both thing, turned into movies, oh, which the really big good. short's fantastic. It's yeah, one of my that's favorites. Really good. Yeah. Um, the big thing that's missing from Moneyball, and again, really like the movie. Tells a great story, and for the most part, seems to be. I'll pretty, tell you what I think's accurate. missing, what? and I have no idea what you're about to say, what? and it could be totally different. But one of the things, in my opinion, that's missing from Moneyball is the, the ending, the big ending. They don't win the championship ever. That's the goal, right? Billy Bean, Oakland A's. Rethinking baseball, doing things differently. The movie really focuses around the year where they won 20 games in a row in the regular season, but then they peter out in the postseason like Oakland always does. For me, that's the kind of like, eh, it falls a little flat because it doesn't have that ending where it's like, see, it worked, they won the championship. Yeah. doesn't happen. 
that Boston did later using some of the same stuff. Oakland has not been able to do it. But what was yours? They they don't talk at all about how good the pitching staff was for those A's teams. It's all about how the analytics behind the hitting. They don't talk about Miguel Tejada at all? I mean, well, Being on that team? They, uh, they, there's some very specific guys that they just leave out that yeah were fantastic dudes on that team. Mm-hmm. Barry Zito and uh, I do... Uh, um, Golly, why can't I pull those other names out of my head right now? Tim Hudson. Hudson, yeah. Was there a Mulder? Mark Mulder. Mark Mulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some dudes on that squad, right, that could really The only it. pitcher they ever really talk about in the movie is like Bradford, who's the side-armed relief pitcher. Right. They don't talk right. a lot and, about and pitching. This, and, and I get it. The, the point of the story and the point of the movie was – they found these dudes off scrap heaps and and found ways to make them productive in a game where you're supposed to be uh, a, a surefire mm-hmm. uh, you know prospect from the time you're about 15 you're you're pigeonholed you're a catcher you're a left fielder you're a third baseman and you're pigeonholed and that's yep. it in this sport and these guys found a way to get around that and it is that is a really cool story but it does leave out some of the really important parts of the success which were they had some dogs on that team, man. They had some guys that could just play. Yeah, yeah. And and some dogs, like Jeremy Giambi, who they traded that year. Yeah, yeah. When I it's say one dogs, of the guys they picked up off the scrap heap. When and I say dogs, nah, he I mean it from the east side way, D-A-W-G-S. Dog, the, what's up, dog? The the bad dudes, the, the really good. See, I keep saying the wrong word. No, I hear you. Um, okay, last movie thing. So I'm, I'm scrolling okay. through Netflix here. Suspenseful movies. One that pops up right away, Basic Instinct. The question, Ross, good movie or softcore porn? Uh, Mark, I remember so little about the movie. I, I mean, the only Michael thing, Douglas, the only thing I Stone. remember is ice Sharon pick. Stone. Oh, yeah. She, who kills who with an ice pick? Does she, is she the killer? Yeah. Movie, the movie, movie starts okay. with a, a murder. Okay. And okay. Is she the one that did I, it? I, That's how little I know about it. Uh, so I guess I, I don't I don't even know is is there there's obviously more sex to the movie than just Sharon Stone showing uh, kind of flashing her legs the way she does. Yes. Okay. I don't remember the movie. Yes. What there's uh, two or two or three sex scenes. It's gotta in that be movie. early nineties. Would have been yeah, like yeah. around 95, 94, 95, somewhere yeah. in that that ballpark. That was, a big, like that was a big deal when that one came out. Though. I remember that being a huge impressionable. Deal. Like that was one. Like it should be NC seventeen, and and uh, it hit the theaters. I think it hit it as an R. I believe maybe it was NC seventeen. I don't remember. By today's standards, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, we're kind of like <laughs> so. Dude, loose. Netflix has a movie called Three Hundred Sixty Five Days on it. That that's. Uh, you know, it's 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 worse. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It's Netflix produced and whatever. I'm not going to go into it, but it's like you can cruise Netflix now and find all sorts of stuff that yeah. is way worse yeah. than Basic Instinct. Oh my gosh! Uh, by leaps and bounds, way worse than Basic Instinct. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. The, the, the times fr- change. It's funny because when you said NC17, I started racking my brain about trying to remember the first movie. I, it, was it uh, Showgirls? Showgirls was okay. Elizabeth Berkeley. Then which was terrible the one, movie? 
Uh, and then Striptease was the Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a terrible movie. I mean, those movies are made for the sole purpose of let's find a story around which we can get this this actress, actress naked, naked. Yeah. a lot yeah. and we'll sell tickets because of that and i think it probably works i think the strategy is is good yeah but the movie kind of sucks basic instinct actually a pretty decent story is it real see again don't even know yeah couldn't tell you the stories behind yeah, the showgirls you've never seen showgirls don't they oh they it's kidna- terrible dude kidnap her kidnap her daughter or something I uh, no her- no and striptease it's a it's a parental custody battle okay and then uh, th- that movie does have some funny stuff in it it does because it's like, got it's burt got reynolds. a really funny yeah burt reynolds plays a, a politician that's uh, a sexual deviant yes and he plays it well well i just remember he when plays he- it well he literally has his assistant go to the dry cleaners <laughs> Where Demi Moore, who's a stripper in the movie, is doing her laundry, and after she leaves, he scoops out the lint from the lint trap and takes it back to Burt Reynolds so he can smell it. And when I mean, he, all we're talking about this is the level is going to. And when he walks in, Burt Reynolds is covered head to toe in yeah, Vaseline. In Vaseline. And he says, what are you covered in? And he's wearing cowboy boots and, like, shorts. And he says. And a leather vest. <laughs> I can my, picture it. The line, he goes. He says, what are you covering? He says, Vaseline. <laughs> I can feel it squishing in between my toes. <laughs> yeah, he's got a southern accent. And he's, like, and he's like, yeah, walking real slow. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's funny. Yeah, so that one has some comedic. Um, the other one, Showgirls, is unintentionally funny. Like, you know, so yeah. bad. You're like, oh, my, did they really just but say she, that line? She's She she goes to Vegas to be she's a dancer. She's a terrible actress in it. Terrible. That's that Elizabeth Berkeley, the girl from... Uh, from Saved by the Bell. She wasn't good in that show. Jesse Spano from Saved by the Bell, right? good in that show. Um, yeah, no, I never thought she was a great Benz, actress. Benz seems like a Jesse Spano guy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't Bensy be like all of us, be a Kelly Kapowski guy? I was a Lisa Turtle guy. See, that's why you will never be racist in my mind, ever. You're just absolved. If I'm absolved from being racist yeah, because I thought you Lisa liked Turtle Lisa was Turtle. hot? Yeah. I think Turtle over Spano. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Turtle, yeah. Turtle over Spano, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but all of my friends were Kelly Kapowski, and maybe part of it was just I didn't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I just liked Lisa Turtle the most. That's okay. She, listen, she was willing to give Screech some love. Like then, here I was, all nerdy. Did they ever kiss? Screech and Lisa. I bet. I bet she gave him a peck he, on the cheek at some point when she had the broken leg, and he came in and did the Lisa. Yeah, yeah, that? the dance, the Lisa. Didn't yeah. she give him a kiss on that episode? Like oh, she him? probably did. I don't remember. Here's what we don't know. I love that show. What happened when the camera stopped filming? That's what <laughs> we don't know. Well, we know what Dustin Diamond went on to do in his personal life. Dude. It wasn't wasn't anything good. He's had to apologize for a lot of that. I just heard the other day that he's like. He said, come out and, and apologized for a bunch. Cause he did some bad stuff. I think, uh, I never saw it, but the rumor was it, he did a video where he gave a girl a dirty Sanchez. That, that well, was, I was never, I wouldn't have any interest in seeing him that, do that, anything like that. that. Well, he did it in adult film. I mean, or he filmed his own. I don't even want to He did it. He did his own. I'm not going to ask. But you. that was a story I always heard. There was a dirty Sanchez on that one. So if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. I'm, gonna, I, I'm not going to do either. I don't want to know, and I'm not going to Well, as soon it. as I hit stop, I'll tell you what it is. I mean, you really don't know. I don't want to know. So um, 
but no, the scene from Saved by Bell or Saved by the Bell that I I like the kissing scene because it there weren't there was not a lot of kissing in that show. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. The one where Zach and and uh, Kelly are swimming. They're at a resort. I think it's uh, Jesse's father's getting married. Okay, at a resort, Palm Springs, maybe if memory serves. And they're swimming, and and they both get out of the pool. She's there looking glimmering and pretty in her swimsuit, and. Zach helps her dry off, wraps a towel around her, and she's always like, you were so, always such a gentleman, Zach. And then they kiss. Oh. oh I and, then, and the crowd goes, Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it had, it had, like, the track, you know, or the live audience, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It was, a yeah, one of those. Ooh. Oh, great moment of my youth. I'm like, because I was rooting for him. I, I wanted have them you, to get together. Have you seen the internet sensation, Zach Morris is trash? Yes, I have. Love that little Zach series. Zach Morris is trash. Zach Morris is trash. Oh, it's funny. It makes every episode... They summarize the episode and make Zach look terrible, and probably rightfully so. By only giving you the real facts of every episode. This is not one of those Karate Kid remake where they, they, oh, we're going to show you a different angle. No, no, no. They just cut out all of the parts that aren't Zach. Yeah. Tell you the storyline of just Zach throughout, and you and every, every episode of Saved by the Bill, you realize, was basically written as, all right, Zach Morris is going to be the worst human being possible, and everybody's going to love him at the end. How are we going to get there, boys? All right, let's see it. Let's uh, let's walk this walk. Yeah, and somehow he was the protagonist of the story. Always, he was the antagonist and protagonist. It yeah. is, it, man. I, there is after watching that Zach Morris is trash. There is some screenwriting genius that happened in Saved by the Bell. There's something about that show because so many people of our era, yeah were not just like fans. We didn't. Wa- I mean, we watched Ren and Stimpy, <laughs> yeah. right? You, yeah. We were like infatuated with that show, man. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Uh, good-looking people and high school and had a had a, had a playful light feel to Dude, it. Uh, I've met uh, Mario Lopez. Oh, really? Super duper nice guy. He was in town for... I always wonder if it's fake nice or nice nice. Super, That's what you always wonder okay. when you meet a celebrity I'll, anywhere. So I'll tell you my full story because it's not all, it's not all charming for the guy. Because uh, some of it was not... He was, there was a thing that was kind of disappointing also. But here was the really cool part. He was in town for something with Animal Planet. And uh, he had to record a commercial for like an L.A. gym. Okay. And so... They told him just to go to the Clear Channel station in Des Moines and they would take care of him and send it off. Nobody told us what was happening. Yep. Um, and I happened to be there and somebody walked in, a guy named Danny Bishop walked into my office one day and he was like, hey, Mario Lopez is downstairs for somebody in production. I'm like, 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 what? <laughs> like, you know, some, some dude, you know, I, I, you know, like a 98 graduate of East High School, yeah, Mario like, Lopez. Like, no, 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 no. The, the, no, Mario, the Lopez. Mario Lopez is downstairs. Yeah. And I went and, sh- like, seriously, there's AC Slater. How tall is he? Not very tall. No, no Hollywood actors seem to be. No, I mean, he, I'm, I am right at 5'11, mm-hmm. and he was, I would say, shorter than me, 5'9, mm-hmm. 5'10, uh, but devastatingly handsome. And nice dimples. All by nice. him, all by himself. He had yep. a sheet of paper that was like his script. We went up to the studio. I do remember him having a really hard time getting through some pretty simple stuff. Like I was shocked. I thought, here's a dude that's been an actor his whole life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna knock this script out in one take wonder. And it took several takes to get him through this yep. thirty second or sixty second commercial. 
but he was a super nice guy. I, I didn't, I mean, it was, I think this was probably before I had a camera phone or anything like that. I didn't have a picture with him or anything like that. Yep. But you yeah. sh- did he shoot the ball on the elevator right up? Did so I, what, what, what brings you into town? Ball. Shoot the ball. Yeah. I mean, for when in, yeah, you get a chance to talk to people in those moments, right? You get the couple minutes to get into the studio. It takes a couple minutes to get everything set up. You do your thing, which always takes some time, but you're focused on the work. And then when they're done recording and you're kind of doing the editing and sending it off to the people, there's another couple minutes to kind of defrag there and, and, and talk again. And I just remember thinking he was yeah. genuinely a really cool guy. Good looking, good looking man. I can admit that. Well, we just always had a thing around the station too, which probably is unfair, but it seemed to play out, which was the more people you show up with, the bigger the douche you are. Okay. You know, if you you don't want the entourage, you got don't it. show up with an entourage. Come yeah. on, or, or a chantourage. <laughs> in your right. world, you just you don't th- you don't think of yourself that way. Yeah, you shouldn't. And if you do, you're a douche because it's you don't you don't need that. Here's Mario Lopez walking around Des Moines, Iowa. Mario like Lopez. he's not going to be mobbed. He's ten times more famous than Keith Murphy yeah. is. I mean, and he's walking around. Murph's a great example. Ed Wilson. You, those guys don't walk around with people that are like, okay, everybody. Ed Wilson's coming in. Everybody uh, act normal, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Iowa. Yeah, right. We so do, we that, do it right. So, and that's politicians. When I was working for WHO, politicians. That was the great. That was the best indicator. Who should. had who had the most handlers? Uh, Rick Perry, okay, governor of Texas. Eh, rich guy though, probably governor of Texas. He had uh, he had Texas Rangers. Yeah, so they Texas treats themselves like they're their own country, and the and the yeah. Texas Rangers are the Secret Service. They came and had like had to know which seat he was going to be sitting in when he was interviewed. Had to know like exit plans from that seat. Anybody pat you down? Uh, there was extra stuff those days. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. That, that yeah. He was, yeah, unnecessary, stupid stuff, right? I assume he was running for president at this point. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. God bless the Texas Rangers. Are we going to go to, uh, what, what are we going to eat? You want to go back to Lucky Horse? Man, I kind of want to. Let's go. I want to kind of try it again. Yep. We'll see what happens. Why, Bency, don't make horse noises when we're going to get burgers. What the hell is your problem back there? That's why it's so I good, dude. It's horse meat. I said don't make horse noises. Hey, by the way, do us a favor, because Ross and I, you know how much money we make doing this podcast? Nothing, and we're fine with that. But why don't you go to Lucky Horse? If you're listening, go to Lucky Horse. It's in the Drake neighborhood, and say, Ross and Mark sent us. That'd be nice. You know, what brought you in? If they say, what brought you in today, Ross and Mark? Talking about this restaurant, how good ben, it was. Bensie's horse noises. What brought you in today? Uh, Bensie's horse noises. The lucky horse. Do you want to let's before we get it's out of here, good. Ross? Do your ad for the lucky horse. It's, it should obviously be a good one. Yeah, but but what you could do is uh, burger joints aren't all the same. Some burger joints cheapen you on the meat. Some burger joints cheapen you on the sides. But at Lucky Horse Beer and Burgers. You get two patties on your burger. Nice tone your, change. Your sides. Oh, you got to change the tone. We're yeah. talking about Lucky Horse now. Yeah. We're not talking about those other dirty burger joints. Yeah. Filthy, nameless places. We're talking about Lucky Horse Beer and Burgers and how wonderful it is. The environment is Great lovely. location. Oh, you're going to feel. Friendly, friendly staff when we were there. 
you're going to see smiles through their masks because they are social distancing and they are aware that a lot of you folks out there Correct. are not safe getting out and about, and that's okay. And they want to make sure that you feel safe also. They have frozen cocktails. None of those other dirty burger joints can offer you frozen old fashions. They don't even have money for freezer space. They don't even have real burgers. I but like at, it. But at Lucky Horse, beer and burgers... They're waiting to serve you happily. And it's seriously, fantastic food. Fantastic. We're going to find out if it held up after what we had last week. It was last week we were there. We're already going back for a second time. So uh, we don't have a sponsor, but we're aiming to make it Lucky Horse. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> if you know and someone at Lucky God Horse, it, tell them we're uh, plugging their, plug their food. Thank God it wasn't Malort this week. That is true. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Oh, and by the way, that'll be our last episode before Ross and I head to Vegas with some others. So the episode after that will be the Vegas recap episode. And hopefully we've got some good stories for you. <laughs> we will see you next week. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.